Well, the last time we actually saw uh, Tal Basali, uh, we were together in Venice. I believe that was November of 2016, if I remember the uh, Malava Malka concert that we presented in the um, incredible uh, ghetto in uh, in Venice, Italy. Wow, hard to believe it's almost, well, it's three and a half years. Yeah, wow, hard to believe. And um, we found out that she is um, coordinating a very interesting educational parenting group, uh, which we will speak about, but first she's going to have to sit through all of our questions about Venice <laughs> during this uh, coronavirus situation. Talba Sali, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. It's a great honor. Hello, Nachum and Miriam and all the Nachum people. Hello, New York. Thank you so much. And it's great to speak with you. I hope you and yes. your I hope you and your family are doing well during all this. Aruch Hashem, we're fine. It's challenging with the children. We don't have any outside space in our home, and lockdown has been pretty severe here. Um, so you're allowed to go out a hundred meters, but I wouldn't want to risk it with a four-year-old. Telling yeah. me he has to stay still even when he's outside. Um, so it's been challenging. It's challenging for the children, but we are physically well, and the community, Baruch Hashem, are all well. We haven't had any corona cases, and we're very grateful for that. Yeah, and you and your family are very, very involved in the community there, the Jewish community of Venice, so you would know certainly. And I'm so glad to hear that, and I would hope that uh, all of our friends that we met uh, during that amazing excursion are doing well, and that the entire community is doing well. You know, you wrote something interesting, and we'll talk about the group and everything in a minute. About 10 days ago, you wrote on Facebook, um, what I learned from coronavirus, four walls, there's no escaping. We have been confronting many things from which we've been escaping to with work and travel. It's so good. Life is certainly improving. You got to explain to what you, explain to me what you mean. Okay, so um, when this started, I, I don't know, I just came up with the idea. I started this hashtag, what I learned from coronavirus, because I felt that I really am learning, however challenging it is, and it is extremely challenging. I feel like I'm learning new things all the time and and sort of new insights are coming to me uh, often. And so that particular post, um, my husband and I are both working. We're both really busy. I travel a fair amount. And it's so fascinating to realize that when you're actually home, and you're in four walls with your family, you really can't, there's nothing, you can't avoid things. You have to address them. You have to look at them head on and, you know, deal with them, sort them out if they need sorting out. Um, I think it must happen to many of us that we're so busy and life is such a busy, busy, which I have to say is something about this period that I'm really enjoying not being busy, busy. Um <laughs> To actually be able to say to my okay, we'll deal with you. How many times do you say to your kids, I'll deal with you later? Right. right. <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, it doesn't really, it gets, you know, it gets thrown on the mountain of the I'll deal with you later stuff, and it never really comes about because we're all so busy. I'm not sure what we're so busy with. If we really sat down to think about it, it would probably take, you know, much less time than we think. Right. We, we tend to get bogged down in all kinds of, you know, rabbit hole. Oh, I get that. Uh, and Tal Basali is with us from Venice. I get that. And thank God I don't think your family or my family, Bliain Hara, goes through the following. But a lot of people would say as you do get closer and as you do learn more and, and have to confront certain issues, it only makes life more difficult. The way you presented it, it's a refreshing and delightful way of getting through this. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. I mean, 
you know, how, again, however challenging this has been, and I don't want to underestimate it, because like today, for example, I feel terrible. I can't get anything done. It's really hard for me to get work done. I really, I feel quite cloudy in a sense. Right. It's really been a very hard day. The kids are having a particularly difficult day. It's rubbing off on all of us. Right. Obviously, that's an issue. But I just felt like addressing things are so important. And there was, I know that as Pesach came closer, I kept thinking to myself, okay, there's coronavirus, there's no guests, we're not doing what we were going to do. Right. It's completely different, we're staying home. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, three days Yom Tov, I don't know how I'm going to do it, you know, two days in Shabbos. And I thought to myself, actually, I can't think of anything I'd rather do than be hunkered down in a house with the people I love most. Right. Doing readings and just snuggling and just being, because there's really not much else you can do on Yom Tov. Yeah, I hear that. Um, curiosity, again, before we get to discussing the group, which we will, curiosity, what's more challenging, having your city completely flooded for, and you'll tell us how long it was, or, or this situation of isolation? No, I actually think isolation is harder because maybe because it's longer. Uh, how long was, how long was the, how long was the flooding? You know, I can't remember now that you asked me, which is funny because it was one of the worst floodings they've had in like 60 years, right? Right, yeah. It was very bad. I think it was about a week or 10 days. The kids were off school. Um, so what, what we – very sad because a lot of shops lost all their merchandise. So everything that we saw, all because for us it looked like it was lasting like a month. Everything we saw was a, uh, was a period of seven to ten days? Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe it was a little bit longer, maybe it was a couple of weeks, but it was, you know, the news cycle is really, it may, it almost turns into fake news just because, right. you know, I was getting calls months later from people who had just seen it on the news. Right, <laughs> that's what I mean. That's, ex- like, that's exactly, okay? if you would have asked, like, if you would have asked me, I would have said it lasted three months, so that's exactly. Right, right, no, no totally, I mean, I remember getting a call from someone like from Australia, and they said, are you guys okay, you know what was going on in the news, I'm like. <laughs> It's spring. It's uh, over. Like, <laughs> and it was really, really, really interesting. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you've taken any walks during this uh, coronavirus time, but is it true that because of the lack of traffic, traffic for you, of course, means the majority of, of the traffic is boats, uh, is it true that the canal is much clearer and that, and that fish can actually be seen clearly at this point? I know that there's a picture floating around of, I think it was a dolphin, somewhere in St. Mark's, and I believe that the origin of that picture is actually 2019 uh, and not now. Um, look, the canals are definitely much calmer. They're completely right. still, right? There's no movement of boats. You can imagine that fish and algae are loving that. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine, yeah. So I think there are some improvements. I don't know if it's as, um, as improved as some of our environmentalists would like us to believe, but... Um, I certainly think that left in peace, things would be happier and grow better, and yeah, for sure. I, I hear that. All right, tell us about totally. the tell us about the Jewish parenting group. And I'm assuming this is not just for Venice and not just for Europe. I'm assuming this is an invitation to parents around the world. Am I right? Absolutely, an invitation to parents around the world. I will just say briefly that uh, I know that Nachum knows this, Miriam knows this, but when we came here and we had to uh, came time to educate our children. Uh, we had to set up a Jewish online school for our children, which right. is um, mostly European-based. We do have some children learning with us who are in Africa because they're on the same timeline as us, but we do offer Kurdish and Hebrew online in a few hours a week, and our children are all doing really, really well on it. And we have about 50 students from around around the world. 
So this is something that we work on all the time and obviously it's helping us a lot during this period. And the parenting group is something that um, I've wanted to do for a while. I haven't really had time to invest in, but it seems now more than ever that parents um, need support. I know that there are... I know that there are many um, parenting groups available today, but I haven't seen any Jewish parenting groups. And I think that this is, I know there are initiatives here and there, but not any, any groups. And I think that that's something, you know, we are a little bit different. We do have our own unique needs. Um, I do like people to feel that they're in their own environment. Um, we have this wonderful, so we set up this parenting group on Facebook. It's called Zehud Parenting, Z-E-H-U-D Parenting, one word. That's the name of the group. So it's sort of a, a flow out from our online schooling and our parents and our online schooling. And it's for any parent who is interested in talking about education, informal education, online education. We talk uh, somewhat about bilingualism in children. We talk a lot about um, raising children with a Jewish identity and what the markers are. Um, so I think there's some really interesting, by the way, things in there. By the yeah. way, I mean, obviously, I mean, one of the reasons that you're promoting this now, which I understand, is because the entire world is now is now subjected to online education, something that you're used to uh, in terms of what you provide right. what you provide for your children. But I don't think it's only right. for parents. I think some of the things you're offering and that you're discuss excuse me that you're discussing in this conversation. I think some yeah. I think some principals and teachers would be curious as to what you're doing if it's something that they could add to their repertoire that they're trying to get across to their students right now. Well, it's a great pleasure. We are happy absolutely because feel free to give out my telephone number to anyone who I can help. Really, we're happy to do that. We have been doing the online for a very long time and so we understand what good online is. It's there is no parallel to your classroom education. It's a whole different media, and you have to teach in a completely different way, and you certainly can't think that an hour in school is an hour online. No way. Like, cannot be done. That, you know, the two don't even, they don't even relate to each other. Right. Um, online teaching is a very different media, but can be extremely effective. And in the case of our online school, it means that we could bring top-quality education to every child which is not available in every country in Europe today. Uh, by the way, is this all in English? Is it in Hebrew? Like, what what, what goes on with these? No, the, the parenting group, no, our, our, our school, look, a lot of our lessons, we are trying to promote the idea that Kurdish should be learned in Hebrew at our school, but we communicate in English with all our parents. Uh, some parents are remarkable people. They're pushing their kids ahead, and even though they can't speak Hebrew, they want their children to be able to. So we do all, all our communications are in English, and the parenting group as well is all in English. And we have this fabulous Brooklyn-based um, parenting expert and MSW, Gelia Sobki, who is coming on board to moderate the group and to offer some of her amazing content, which is absolutely incredible. She's helping parents with, you know, just coronavirus and exercises and you know, ideas for games that you can do with your children at home. Um, really very, very practical advice. And she's she's just a lovely person, and she's got a wonderful, reassuring, firm voice. Um, and I really, really appreciate her. I met Getty last year when she was on holiday in Italy, and I've really, really come to respect her work. Uh, I, um, I, I assume – yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I assume the best way for people to find out all the information is simply to join the Facebook group, right? Absolutely. So the Facebook group, as I said, is Zehud Parenting with a D, 
Z-E-H-U-D Parenting. You will find it facebook.com, Zehud Parenting. And please join the group and we'll be happy to know you and be happy to share things that can be beneficial to all of us these days. All so right. I think that at the end of the day, parents are really responsible for their children's education. And so if, even if we can help parents navigate their online struggles right now, um, we would certainly be very happy to do that. You know, everything has a measure and everything has a way. And uh, we're happy, happy, happy to be helpful. You know, Tali, it's funny because of your family situation, you've always known that parents are responsible for the children's education. I think we're we're right. just we're just finding that out now that yeah, that yeah, ultimately yeah. we're responsible for our children's education. Right. Obviously, I'm exaggerating right. a bit, but I'm sure you get my point. Facebook.com slash Zehud Parenting. Facebook.com slash Zehud Z E. H-U-D, parenting, Z-E-H-U-D, parenting. Literally, uh, you could go on Facebook, search Zahood School, search Zahood Parenting, and you can get information about the group. Join the group and get some uh, advice and some tips and get into a discussion about uh, some of the things that everybody around the world is going through right now, which is, of course, online education. And, uh, again, the address, facebook.com slash Zahood Parenting, Z-E-H-U-D, parenting and, um, and please i want to reassure parents that it's you know it's a shock to the system and it's so overwhelming but in the right measurement and with the right skills it's really something very very doable and it doesn't have to be like a major upheaval to your life you know it has to slot in like everything else has to slot in work has to slot in household work has to slot in right time for being in your relationship has to slot in and so, so does your kids uh, schooling and education and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's, it's a totally manageable thing. You just need to learn a few skills. You know, it, it, I think with all that you just said, and it's much appreciated, and you're right, but I think the most important thing you may have told us in this conversation is that it is normal to go through days where both the adults and the kids of all ages uh, you know, just feel blah and feel like they can't accomplish mon- much and they may have to just go to sleep and wake up the next morning in order to get started right. again. And I think that right. I think that's a that's typical of a lot of our days, even when we're not yeah. in isolation. But now it's really prevalent, and people need to keep that in mind. Yeah, it is what it is, and we're gonna, you know, and it's gonna be great. And you know, like you say, you have a bad day, you go to bed, you start over. Right. So the city, the city, the ghetto, the way we remember it, is completely closed. And and you assume that that it'll be another what week or two before they reopen. So this weekend is the 25th of April, which is a very important national day here because it was the last day of the Second World War. Right. And then May 1st is obviously the Workers' Day. And those are two weekends where people tend to get up and travel or go away for the weekend. So I think we may have come out of lockdown by now, but I think they're so worried that people are going to start moving around in crazy amounts that they just want to wait until after the 1st of May in order for you know, to let people out slowly right. and not for people to start traveling the country. Um, so we're talking about like May 4th, just to be on the safe side. And so there are more people in the streets already. People have started moving around. I think they'll put the factory workers back to work because obviously otherwise the economy is just going to crash. But um, we are doing things very slowly just because we know our habits. But please, God, from the first days of May, we should be starting to come out of it, even though well, they've come out of it today, and they said, well, the supermarket had people, and but everyone's wearing a mask. I mean, it's such a bizarre, right. it bizarre. Is strange. You know, we're all waiting for this to be over, but 
And, and Venice is so tourism dependent. People who've never been right. there don't realize that when you're walking the streets of Venice, yeah. you're often walking with a million other tourists. At the, right, you know, right, who are there right. within a period of months, and I'm not just talking about our friends from Chabad, who I'm sure also right. anticipated people to come back and and visit. The, que- sure. the the question is, when will that industry, which is so vital to your city, you know, become vibrant again? And I guess nobody knows the answer to that question. Nobody knows the answer to that. Obviously, a lot of businesses here are based on tourism, so that's really a very hard uh, hard aspect of this. It's certainly not going to be this summer, right? Um, I'm hearing flights in September, maybe. You know, I know just for on our on our very very simplistic um, side of our family, we don't know when we're going to see our family in Israel again. My right. parents, my yep. my siblings. Um, so that's quite difficult. But yes, the tourism, I don't I don't see it uh, waking up this summer, which is going to be a tremendous hit for the city, no question. Yeah, um, sure. I think it's even going to be a tremendous hit in a way for the community because with coronavirus, even if we say, okay, you know, for Shavuot, we're maybe hoping that Shul will open. Right. You know, we're always so reliant on the tourists for a million. Even if there were tourists, I'm not sure we'd let them into Shul at this point. 100%, um, depending on where they came right? from, I guess, yeah. So the new normal, I'm not sure what it's going to be, and if it will ever be normal again, it's going to take months. Certainly will. Tal Basali, one of our friends in uh, in Venice, Italy, uh, a reminder that the uh, the group is on Facebook, facebook.com slash Zehud Parenting, Z-E-H-U-D Parenting. Uh, Tali, our best to you in the entire family. How's the musician doing, your wonderful son? Yeah, he's. I think he's struggling the most. He's 12. He's learning for his bar mitzvah. All right. Um, yeah, uh, but it's hard for him because he's a big boy and he, need, he really needs to get out. He needs to have time away from us. He needs to play with his friends and... So I think for him it's probably been the hardest. But both for him, we're physically all well, and we are doing our very best. We're doing our best, and most of the time it's, it's okay. It's okay. I think that's a good result. Well, our <laughs> best to everybody, and thanks for bringing the group to our attention. Thank you so much, Nachum. My best to all of you there as well. Stay safe. Much appreciated. Yes, stay safe and stay healthy. Wednesday morning, more coming up. It's JM in the AM.